Real Men of Genius. Houston, we have a problem. You ever seen a grown man naked? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. You can't handle the truth! My advice to you, start drinking heavily. What is your major malfunction, numbnut? And I live in a van down by the river. All I need is some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. You're a dumbass. Let's go while we're young. Look, Jackie, I don't need to talk to you. It's time for the latest episode of Two Dudes with Attitude, Guilty by Association, presented by Chick-fil-A. We didn't invent the chicken, just a chicken sandwich. Starring Tom Whipple and Ross Budofsky, two guys with unapologetic opinions on social topics, news, and events, along with brutally honest reviews on local businesses, restaurants, and lifestyles. Tom and Ross have lived in Lake and McHenry County for most of their lives, teach and coach athletics together at a local high school, and support local businesses, taking part in local activities, recreation, and having unfiltered yet honest opinions on all that they have enjoyed and endured, good, bad, and indifferent. You have now been granted an all-access pass to hear what these two dudes with attitude have to say this week. By tuning in, you are now guilty by association. Here and now are your hosts, Tom Whipple and Ross Budofsky. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number two of the Two Dudes with Attitude's Guilty by Association podcast. A show where two crusty, unfiltered assholes get to rant dump on, and sometimes praise all things that matter to us, and hopefully, through the natural progression of the show, our acerbic wit strikes an interest with those who tune in on any given day and show. Hello everyone, I'm your host Tom Whipple, and as always, in studio is my co-host, Ross Badowski. And Ross, coming off our successful premiere, where we had a whopping 21 unique downloads and listens, we are off and running. Yeah, thanks, Whip. This is the show that most everyone you and I hang with when they experience us in the same room together. Family, friends, coworkers, fellow coaches all have encouraged us to produce because they often can't believe what comes out of our mouths at any given time. Right you are, Ross. Well, here we go with show number two. And for those of you tuning in for the very first time, let me just repeat our disclaimer. If you are a timid human, if your fragile little feelings are easily hurt, And if you have that far-left snowflake mentality, you may want to click stop now, as this may not be the show for your candy ass. Because we speak our minds, and we don't care who we offend, and we often use colorful language and childish, sarcastic humor. So if you decide to stick around, you've been legally forewarned. Now, that all said, on with the insanity that is Whipple and Budoski. Kicking off the show today, as we did last week, is the Coach's Corner. And today we continue with the topic of high school sports, COVID style. Last week we discussed our thoughts and opinions on high school sports during this pandemic and highlighted football and all fall sports that were moved to the February-March time frame and the snubs and challenges this posed. Today we shine the spotlight on North Suburban Conference boys bowling. As Ross and I alluded to last week, bowling during this pandemic has been relegated to being 95% virtual. At the time, we, couldn't, we could only speculate as to what that actually meant, so today we take the guilty by association phone lines and get some answers. 
And on the dude phone with us this morning is Boys Bowling, Waukegan High School assistant coach John Indicoffer. And Indo, who was graciously agreed to come on the air with us to shed some light on this sport during this so-called new normal. How you doing, coach? Hey, good. Thanks for having me. Hey, great to have you on board. So, Coach, before we get into it, uh, those that may not know you, why don't you go ahead and give us a brief resume on your teaching and coaching experience, and we'll get right into the interrogation. Cool. So, I'm John Indelkoffer. It's my fifth year at Waukegan. Um, I actually student taught at Wheeling High School um, and then got the job at Waukegan and haven't looked back since. Um, I coach bowling for the last three years, and I also coach girls and boys volleyball. Um, I really like Waukegan and enjoy doing the stuff I do, bringing some fun energy and having some fun with these kids. Um, so, yeah, I've really enjoyed it so so far. Good deal. So why don't you go ahead and explain to those non-bowling aficionados who are listening what a bowling coach does in the team concept? Yeah, so a lot of people are always like, what do you even do, this and that? And there's actually a lot more into bowling than people really understand. Um, there's curve control, lane control, placement, consistency. There's a lot that goes into it. So we as coaches really look at and try to fine-tune the results and see what the kid's able to produce. And so we had most of our bowlers came in really never bowling. We've only had about two or three bowlers that have actually bowled their whole life. The rest of them were just interested wow. in joining, and they joined. Um, so we really work with trying to get them where, what works, where they can hit, what they can adjust. Um, and one kid, especially the senior this year, was terrible last year, absolutely horrendous, and didn't really work with him that much. We worked on a couple of the other kids. He was kind of just without bowling for fun. So then this year, made some adjustments, and he's dramatically increased his score this year, and he might even be on varsity next week. Sweet. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. So why don't you go ahead now and talk to us about how you guys are navigating this so-called new normal. What are your safety and health precautions, the restrictions for practices and games, versus a typical non-pandemic season? Okay, so it is pretty different. Um, it's definitely supposed to be more different than we actually are doing it. Um, you're supposed to be six feet at all times, no touching, no nothing. Um, we haven't really honestly followed that too well. Um, we're a very energetic, close team. A lot of our guys have been on the same team for the last two or three years. So luckily, practices haven't changed too much. Um, where I know Warren, actually, they only have half their kids come, and they have them spaced out huge and then their practices go way longer because they have one group come and one group come later so i'm pretty thankful we're not doing that yeah, but yeah like pretty much just, ass. <laughs> yeah exactly and everything has just changed just the kids the kids are having fun but it's still not as exciting it's not as authentic all of our matches are now virtual which is not fun so since you just mentioned most of your matches are all virtual why don't you go ahead now and tell us how does virtual bowling actually work because Ross, last week, having the mind that he does, he's under the impression that it's kind of like Nintendo, where I argued that nah, it's a little bit more sophisticated. I'm thinking more, it's more like Wii Bowling. Yeah, so basically we get this augmented reality, and we the kids put it on their head, and then that syncs them up with the other school, and then they bowl. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, no. You know what? So, if that were the case... I think I would start going to bowling matches just to see that. <laughs> well, that would be kind of cool because then it could, like, broadcast it. And I know, right? And watch it. That would be pretty sweet. It would be, um, almost like, the, it it'd be the, like the NFL version of uh, um, micing up a player. You can mic up your bowler with the uh, exactly. with the cam on exactly. his head. 
get the full get the full bowling experience in all its glory. But no, so basically what it means is it just is that we're bowling at our home and the other team is bowling at theirs. So we try to start around the same time um, and bowl, but then we don't know if we won or lost till the end of the night. So we pretty much just print the scores and send the scores. And then if there's any like, oh, we don't think this looks right, then they send in the printed scores. So it's kind of a bummer because I feel like I understand the whole COVID thing, but Google Docs and Google Spreadsheets are live documents. I don't know why we can't stick to bowling at the exact same time put the scores in right then and there and then kind of actually make it like an actual match. Because like the other day we played Lake Zurich and our kids didn't bowl too well. They didn't bowl terrible, but they were like getting in their heads and not feeling well. But we actually were winning and we ended up winning that match. And I feel like if the kids knew, hey, we sucked that first one, but we're up 20 points. We got to power through and keep going. They probably would have bowled better. And it just, the kids aren't having as much fun. We're still trying to cheer and get excited, but when you have no co- direct competition and you don't know what's going on and we're not allowed to have spectators, that's another part of virtual that is terrible, is no spectators are allowed. We actually, we've had a couple come and we haven't said anything. We haven't overly enforced it. But then when we played Gray's Lake, we actually had an in-person match with them and they were on three lanes and then we had three lanes of a gap and then we had uh, three lanes. Um, so that was pretty cool, at least be in the same building and know the scores. But then we had a couple of parents that always come that they're hey, they need to leave. They can't be here. So, But then they actually had seven of their guys that weren't playing spectating. So it's like, I don't understand how that's allowed, but uh, I don't know. So it's the whole thing is just weird. All right, so in the, in the pre-show fist fight before we had this interview, I heard mention that you guys came up with some type of a cheer for bowling. Expound yeah. on that a little bit. Yeah, so basically it was kind of funny. So the first year we started, we had our first match against Stevenson, right? We were pumped, excited. We're a fun group of kids, but it's bowling, just like other, I mean, whatever. And so then Stevenson started having these cheers that they were doing, and we were, like, making fun of them. We're like, what the frick is this? <laughs> and they're like, they'd get a spare. And they're like, Splash, splash. We're like, what the crap did we sign up for? Like, all of our kids were like, dude, we're not this lame. Like, what are we doing? And so then we felt, then we're like, okay, yes, it's lame, but we kind of got to join it. We got to be louder than them. We got to be more energetic than them. So I came up with a uh, cheer for when we get a strike. And we basically go, if they get a strike, the person that got it turns around and they go, that's a strike. And then the whole team goes, that's right. So it's loud, <laughs> it's exciting, and then it's intimidating. And then actually one thing that's pretty cool, I don't know if I told you about. So when we have like tournaments, they're like actually super fun. Of course, we're not having any this year, but you have like 15 to 20 different teams from all over the area. Right. Come and bowl. And believe it or not, if a kid, if they don't have a team, so let's say what team was it? I think it was Lakes, Lakes High School. Yeah. They don't have a bowling team. So a kid from Lakes High School can compete as an individual. So he can actually play just like everybody else. And his He won't have a team score, but he'll have an individual score, and that's how he can go to state and regionals uh, and okay. all the above. And so there was about six or seven kids bowling by themselves, and they put them all on the same lane, and we were next to them. And so like, you feel bad for them because all these other teams are cheering and excited, and these kids have nothing. And so we went up to the Lakes guy, and we're like, hey, hey, you're doing awesome. We're like, you don't have to. I said, but we'd love to cheer for you. If you want to get a strike and turn around and say, that's a strike, we'll cheer for you. So we then we got him and like four other players, and then we actually had this superstar from Warren 
because Warren didn't make it, so he went on his own. We're cheering for these kids. So we got kids five lanes down getting a strike, looking over at us going, that's a strike. And then our whole team's like, that's right, which I really loved because it's something that, like, you don't really feel that way or hear that about Waukegan High School. Right. You right. always, people are afraid to come to Waukegan or they don't want to come to Waukegan. And I feel like we've honestly, even in just the bowling lens, really made a good impact on other schools in the area. Like, schools love playing us. Like, we have cool ties with Vernon Hills, Stevenson, Libertyville, Mundelein. Like, these are schools, they come up, we're like, what up, boy? And, like, they love seeing us. That is cool. I think it's just really cool because they, like, otherwise don't think that way. And they're like, dang, they got some pretty cool kids. They got this and that. And that just, I just thought of that right now. So that's absolutely golden. And I'm glad you said that because that's one of the things that the, the conversations and pseudo arguments I have with people outside of our district who find out that, you know, I coach boys football, I coach uh, b- boys baseball. How can you coach at Waukegan? You guys always suck. And I said, you don't understand something. Where we're yeah. at, it's not about the winning and the losing. I mean, yeah, as a coach, you want to win more than you. I get that. But where I get my enjoyment, as, as you alluded to in your story there, I'm sure you can agree that where we get our enjoyment is not the, the end result of, of the score. It's the camaraderie. It's the brotherhood or the sisterhood, as it were, in girls' sports. Absolutely. That, that, that they come together, and when the sport is over for them, they continue to have this bond with these other players because they fought in the same trenches as those people are right now. Yeah, so your, absolutely. your story is absolutely gold because, you know, even though, yes, your sport is a team sport, it's actually more geared toward the individual where, like you said, the guy from Lakes, he can come compete as an individual to try to get individual honors. Whereas yeah. you can't do that in baseball, football, basketball. Yeah, exactly. So that is absolutely a great story, Coach. So yeah, with, no, so with, I'm glad I thought about it. So with that all said, how is your season going so far? So, again, it's it's kind of a bummer because the kids that we expected to do well and step up this year as seniors aren't doing the greatest because um, a lot of those kids are motivated by, hey, we're losing, let's pick it up. Or when you're going against somebody, you want to beat them. And I think just the virtual matches pull that completely away. Because you really don't, yes, it's a match, but like it's just, it's hard to get yourself in your head to have a goal to beat. So, like every game, I'm like, all right, guys, what are we beating this round? They're like, 200, 200, 200. But a lot of times we would like look at another kid and we'd be like, all right, uh, who are you going to beat? And they're like, I want to beat this kid this game. And it gives them some motivation. Good. And we're not able to have any of that. So, and it's just a bummer because even like, especially for the seniors, like even our bus rides. I mean, going away to games was a bonding, fun experience. It gets you in the vibe of, like, Absolutely. let's do this. Let's have, and the kids are like, we missed the bus rides. And I made fun of a kid because I said that to him last year. He would always be on his phone. And I, I'm just weird. And we, like, play games while we're on the bus. We play, like, really stupid games that I play with friends. So the kids love it. And a couple kids wouldn't do it because they're on their phones. I'm like, one day you're going to miss this, that you weren't involved. Mm-hmm. And then the kid the other day was like, yo, I'm, I wish I would have done I'm like, yeah, it's now your senior year and we don't have any bus rides. Yep. So it's just a bummer. It's a bummer for we have a lot of seniors this year. It's their last year. And it just doesn't feel the same. And a lot of them are over it. And it's still going on. And I feel like they're really kind of shaft and bowling because I was like, I understand some sports. Like, there's nothing you can really do. But like, we're bowling. There's no reason we can't have in-person matches have six feet distancing, have some spacing. There's no reason we can't. 
Uh, so it's just you, you know who you can thank for that. Yeah, Governor Fatass. Oh, yeah. But hey, yeah. I digress. Yeah. I don't want to get into Absolutely. the politics of the matter. Oh, no, you are a million percent <laughs> right. I could not agree more. Oh, thank God he's going to have one term. I doubt it. They'll probably still find a way. Yeah. Just listen to whatever they have to say. The way Chicago and Illinois uh, tends to lean come closer to election time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They'll find some way to, to boost in, and he'll, he'll be back again, which... They'll just be oh. like, weed! He brought weed! Let's keep him! <laughs> you are absolutely right. So, Coach, at yeah. this point in your season, um, is there anyone or a group of guys, boys that uh, are starting to establish themselves as possible lead dogs in the county or possibly even contend for North Suburban Conference honors? Um, I'm hopeful maybe two or three, um, but for sure Cole Johnson. Um, he's been bowling forever. Really cool guy, sweet guy. He's been pretty consistent. He's been bowling anywhere. He had bowled a 253 the other day. Couple two thirties, two twenties. Remind me not to bowl um, against him. Yeah, so he's really fun. He's a cool guy. I'm pretty sure he might be able to do one. We have another kid, Will, um, who's actually autistic, um, and he's awesome. And he's a great guy. He's really been a new addition to us. He's a freshman this year, so as long as he can keep his head in there when he goes well, he does really well. Nice. Um, so it's really cool to bring him in the group and see what he brings to the team. All right, cool. Well, Coach, thank you very much for your time today. This has been quite the education, and it has been enlightening. Uh, is there anything else you'd like for us to know looking ahead as you've reached this point of your season before we sign off? Well, I think I covered most of it. I'm glad we talked a little bit, too, about the even the cheers. That was a fun add-in that I forgot about until right now. I'm like, dang, I missed that now, too. <laughs> I'm going to figure out a way to sneak into one of your matches with a vi with my uh, video camera so I can add that to the show one day. Do it. We got. I think we got them every day this week, to our Tuesday, Wednesday, I believe. Your uh, home uh, yeah, alley is Bertrand's, Bertrand. right? Yeah. Okay, cool. And I know so, you went to uh, Lakehurst for one of your match for the non-virtual match. Yeah, that was awful. Really? <laughs> yeah. We kept joking around, like, this probably isn't funny, but, like, just anytime anything doesn't go our way, the kids are like, oh, it's racist. They're, like, joking around. Mm -hmm. And because literally the lanes they put us on, broke down every two seconds but then the grays like kids lanes never broke down ah. so like then we had delays and it wasn't fun with that and then it was just everything wasn't working balls kept getting stuck we're like this is bull crap so then the <laughs> kids just they were getting pissed it happens well coach uh we wish you and the boys the best of luck you know the rest of the way through and the two dudes with attitude hope for you guys is to go kill them all in the north suburban conference tournament awesome great to talk to you tom all right, Indo, thank you very much. Right. Yep. Well, there you have it. That was assistant coach John Indicoffer of the Waukegan High School Boys Bowling Team. And, Ross, I guess we got our answer to what virtual bowling really is. Yeah, we did. I Like we asked earlier, I thought it was like Nintendo. I couldn't picture what virtual bowling was. Are we fake ba bowling balls, fake pins, fake bowling lanes? Uh, apparently... It's just video bowling. They videotape the kids, and they trade scores. I was kind of like you, where I was a little more sophisticated in my view of what virtual bowling really was. I thought it was more along the lines of Wii bowling, where the kids didn't even have to leave the confines of their home. They can sit there with their little Wii joystick, bowl their three games, and then mail it in to the coach. But I, we are now educated. I, that would have been fun to watch. That would have been more interesting than virtual bowling. Well, we're going to put a bow on this week's episode of The Coach's Corner.
Next week, we'll check in on boys' soccer and see how they are navigating this bullshit new normal with Waukegan High School assistant coach Ulysses Arenas. But for now, Ross and I are going to take a brief time out, and when we return, we'll take the hot pockets out of the microwave and answer the burning questions you've posed for us on our Facebook fan page. We'll be back with more To Do's with Attitudes, Guilty by Association, right after these messages. The Chick-fil-A update. The BCC, the Bovine Communications Committee, has banned the use of the word on commercial airwaves. Cows call it the B word, ends in F, two E's in the middle. Phrases like, where's the beef, are now punishable with random electric cattle prodding. Should you ever say beef or crave beef, head to Chick-fil-A. Then think good thoughts and eat good things, like the original chicken sandwich, a tender, juicy breast of chicken placed on a hot buttered bun with two crucial pickles. I've got no with that. Chick-fil-A, we didn't invent the chicken, just the chicken sandwich. In our daily lives, we make many decisions. Life is made up of choices that may seem insignificant at the time, but add up and affect our lives in the biggest ways, like the health of your heart. Heart disease is the number one killer of women. Making the right choices can reduce your risk. Choose to see your doctor. Choose fresh, not fried. Choose to walk. Choose to live. Make the choice to beat heart disease at GoRedForWomen.org. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Athletic Grind Protector Inventor. Mr. Athletic Grind Protector Inventor. People love to play sports, but they don't love it when they get hit in the twig and berries. For years, cringing fans watched as man after man went down. But then you came along and said, here, stick this in your pants. Nice to meet you. The errant headbutt, the inside fastball, the wayward high five. All no match for your crash helmet. I'll bring it on! Sure, some athletes shun them, but don't worry, they'll come around. Show us the way! So crack open an ice cold Bud Light protector of the package and know that we're just nuts about you. Bud Light Beer at Azubus, St. Louis, Missouri. And welcome back, everybody, to Two Dudes with Attitudes, Guilty by Association. And now it's time for Hot Pockets, where we take listeners' hot topic suggestions or questions from our Two Dudes with Attitudes Facebook fan page. We write them all down on pieces of paper and place them all in a bag, mix them up, and we blindly pull a few to read on our show. Then we answer or spew out our special brand of honesty on the topic. Honestly, Ross, this is a segment of the show that oftentimes gives me pause because we've promised to answer honestly, and there are listeners out there that in the immortal words of Colonel Nathan Jessup, You can't handle the truth! That's right. They can't handle the truth. But here we are. It does give me pause as well because you never know what someone's going to ask you, and we've always promised to answer honestly. So who knows what road we're going to go down with these questions today. Yeah, right. So as always, like we said, we're gonna, we've got all of our questions, all of our suggestions, all of our topics to discuss in our bag. And let's go ahead and mix them up now. 
Mix them up really good. One more time. Hold on. Mm. I'm right. getting there. All right, now we're going to dip into the mailbag. Okay, today's first hot pocket comes from Zach in Mundelein. Ross, he asks, as a teacher in this pandemic, what has been the good and the bad of remote learning this past year? Well, well, the good. Uh, right now, after being in remote learning since last March, we're going on a full year of this. I can't find anything really good about it based on looking at my students' grades. It's difficult. The students don't want to do it. They don't have to really make the effort. It's made it very easy for kids to pass, which is not a good thing. And yet they still don't take advantage of it. I don't understand it either. I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. You said, you don't even have to show up for class anymore, according to our school district. All you got to do is go on your Google Classroom page, pull down the latest assignment, and take however long it takes you to complete it, send it back to the teacher for a grade, and you're golden. I agree. Here's the, here's the, the, the crazy part about it all. We've got kids failing tests remotely. Now, if I was a student and had this opportunity to take a test online and not in front of my teacher, you'd think I would be able to pass that test, right? You'd think. However, it seems to be a difficult task for some of our kids. I hear you. There is a good and a bad for, on my end. The bad for me is very similar to yours. We sit at, you sit at your bar, I sit at my kitchen table, we try to teach a class, and it's like pulling virtual teeth to try to get these guys to do their work True. and turn it in for a grade. The good for me is the fact that when we were in school, here's a little glimpse into what my schedule was. So I would wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning so, so I could get up, kind of take my time. I don't want to rush around and get the heck out of the house. So I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, I take my shower, I shave, you know, get my lunch put together, drink my coffee. I'm out the door by 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, because you wanted to save a parking spot. Well, true. But the 4 o'clock in the morning also is I have to share one single bathroom in this house with two other people. So true. you have to kind of like get your time when you can. Can I wake up later in the morning if I were here by myself? Oh, absolutely. But I can't do that. But I have no problem getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning, so I don't have to rush to get out the door. To get, like you said, to the parking lot in time where I'm not parking three and a half freaking miles away from the door that we enter through every day. Fair enough. So I don't have to do that anymore. Now I can literally get up at 7.30 in the morning. I don't have to take a shower. I just put my sweatshirt on, get my coffee, go sit in front of my computer, don't turn the video portion on uh, on, on the uh, computer so they can't see that I've got bedhead like a bitch and uh, I got a dip in my lip while I'm drinking my coffee. Yeah. So that, to me, is the only good of this whole situation. I guess. I mean, I, I, I got up early in the morning. I ran my routine in the morning, made coffee, go take a shower, leave the house by 6, 6.15, try to get a good parking spot. And then kind of slowly creep into my day. Uh, now I get up, I kind of wander the house, I make coffee and try to find something to do before my first class. And it's just, there's no normal routine anymore. It's, we're Bill Murray in Groundhog Day is what we are. We're pretty much, yeah, that's a very good analogy. We are Bill Murray in Groundhog Day because we relive this crap 
every single day, and it doesn't end. Come on, District 60, get us back in the frickin' building so we can do the job that we were hired to do and that we ha you and I have both grown to love, face-to-face -face interaction with our kids. That's the, that's the other bad part about it, as I do miss that, that silly interaction that we had in our office. Silly? Every day. People, most people will call it stupid interaction. Uh, yeah. But, you know, our kids love us. They love that time in the mornings when they can come in and they can shoot the shit with us and we throw the shit right back at them. True. That little cocoon that is your office where I come and hang out in the morning before I got to go to my 720 class, it's, it's almost like the fortress of solitude. Well, that's the boys club right in there. It is. We can pretty much say what we want to say. We let the kids for the most part, say what they want to say, and it never leaves those four walls. Let me preface the, the statement of the cocoon of my little office. Mind you, unlike the normal teacher, and I'm using air quotes here, <laughs> um, they have a classroom where they have a desk and a blackboard and a TV or whatever. We have the luxury of being in the boys' locker room where our office is, so we are away from the public view of most everybody in this school. All right, let's mix up this bag again. You know, my arms are getting tired from mixing this bag, right? All right, Ross, your turn. Dip in this bag and pull out a, a little nugget from our viewers. All right, here we go. All right, so here's what I've got now. Gary and Waukegan asked, of all the sports venues that you've never visited, which one would you like to go to, and who would you like to see them that team play? Ooh. That's a good one. I defer to you first. Oh, man. Well, so I don't have a whole lot of dead air trying to think on this one. The first one that comes to mind, I would have to say I've never been to Yankee Stadium. I would love to go to Yankee, even though it's the new Yankee Stadium. I would love to go to Yankee Stadium and watch them get beat by our beloved White Sox. And I want to go all three days for a three-game series and watch a three-game sweep. That's a great place. And, yeah, I, unfortunately, it's, I wish it was the old Yankee Stadium. That would have been great. And back when I was living on the East Coast, before they tore that historic stadium down, I had an opportunity to actually uh, go to the old Yankee Stadium when I was with my Knights of Columbus softball team. We were playing a softball tournament up in the Long Island area. And one of the things that we wanted to do was – go visit Yankee Stadium. Now, there was no game being played at that time, but we wanted to go there nonetheless because I wasn't the only one who had never been to Yankee Stadium. Unfortunately, it rained that day, and right across from our hotel was the local Hooters. So with no softball and most of the outdoor touristy stuff that we wanted to try to squeeze in while they were there, that was kind of a wash. So what are we going to do? Wise choice. Go to Hooters. So, yeah, we spent quite a bit of money at that Hooters too, so... So that's what I want to do. What's, what's uh, your answer? Well, we're going to gonna stay along with the baseball theme. Except I'm going to stay. I'm actually going to stay on the East Coast as well. However, I want to go to Boston. Ooh, I I've been see, there. I want to see the Red Sox play our beloved White Sox in a three-game series yeah. and sweep them. But I want to sit on those seats at the Green Wall, the Green Monster. I want to see, sit at those seats up there. Really? There's something about those seats. They're cool. Um, I just think that's... I just think, imagine your vantage point from up there. Right. But I think just the atmosphere of sitting on the wall in Fenway Park. And then you go hang out at Yawkey Rutt Street right behind it. Mm -hmm. And all the venues that they have set up before you go to the game. So I think the whole experience there would be something unforgettable. However, no. there's one other thing that I want to add to that. 
Go ahead. If I couldn't do that, I have an alternate site. But wait a minute. Part of that question was, who would you want to see that team play? I said, and I'll repeat it, Whip, the Boston Red Sox play our beloved White Sox. Oh, I wasn't listening. I don't listen to you. I know you don't listen to me. It's just normal. <laughs> All right. We're mixing it up again here. Let me see. Let me dip in here. And Leslie, of no known location, asks, would you run naked through the Gurney Mills Mall for three minutes for $10 million? Well, Leslie, that's an easy question to answer for me. Uh, yes, I would. However, the problem that I see with this one is I don't know if I can actually run for three minutes. <laughs> that might be my only issue. But for $10 million, absolutely. Yeah, Leslie, can you, can you uh, message back and uh, let us know if that's a stipulation? Do we actually have to run through the mall or can we kind of like limp and saunter? Hey, Leslie, here's a better question. Can we speed walk through there with little hand weights naked for $10 million? Well, once again, Ross and I need to take a quick pause and pay some bills and when we come back it's time for a little commodities trading with buy or sell don't press that stop button just yet we'll be back in less than two you're in studio with the two dudes with attitudes guilty by association America's best-dressed sandwich can be summed up by one word, blimpy. Stop by soon and get a 12-inch sub for only $5. That's right, only $5 for a delicious 12-inch sub. Choose from a club, turkey, ham and Swiss, or our signature blimpy best with ham, prosciutto, capicola, salami, and provolone. Stop by blimpy today. Enjoy your weekend, and please don't drink and drive. When I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, I also learned about its serious connection with cardiovascular disease. I knew I needed to make some major lifestyle changes that would help me manage my type 2 diabetes. I am working with the American Heart Association to lead an educational campaign called the Heart of Diabetes and share tips that have helped me stay in the know and guide me toward a healthier way of living. Keep active, normalize critical health numbers, opt for a healthy lifestyle, and work with a health care provider. I test my blood sugar every day and plan my meals and activities accordingly. I visit my health care provider often. I take a brisk walk every morning and make healthy food choices. I'm Dr. Dan Jones, president of the American Heart Association. These people are living proof that type 2 diabetes can be successfully managed. Please see your own health care provider, and for more information, visit iknowdiabetes.org. Look, Jackie, I don't need to talk to you. And welcome back, everybody, to Two Dudes with Attitudes, Guilty by Association. You're here with Tom and Ross, spewing our brand of humor and wit and wisdom. And if you know anything about this sound, that's right, folks. It is now time for Buy or Sell. Ross, this is a show where we like to pull out some commodities we kick it around a little bit. We discuss the pluses and the minuses. And then in the end, we want to tell everyone if we're buying this or if we're going to sell this. So to start off today's buy or sell, I'll start this one off by saying at the Bears, now that they are out of the Carson Wentz mix by him being traded to the Indianapolis Dolts and seemingly not having near enough bargaining chips to make a play for Deshaun Watson, Buy or sell, the Bears will make a trade to move up 
into the top ten of this year's draft? That's a tough question, but I think I'm going to go with buy. Do all, tell. All the reports that I've been reading, and they're rumors, but you read certain writers or NFL so-called experts, the ones that really stand out have come back and written several times over in the last week or so after Carson Wentz got traded that rumors are floating around that the Bears are looking to trade up into the top five. Not the top wow. ten, but the top five. And one of them is Brad Biggs. And he's pretty well connected in the NFL from his year's writing. And I kind of have to buy that one because at this point now, you're Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. You have no quarterback. Well, you have Foles, but Foles. he's – I don't consider him a quarterback. But A lot of people don't consider him a quarterback. You really have no quarterback, and your only other option is really to sign – Mitch, and rumor has it that Mitch doesn't want to come back and the Bears don't want him back. So at this point, what are you going to do? Either you're going to go all in on Deshaun Watson, which I think they don't have the chips to do or don't want to do, and I think they have a better effort or better chance of trading up into the top five, which rumors are floating around that the Jets are shopping number two right now. That's true. They are. And they're also shopping their current quarterback. That was the other article I saw that their prediction um, might have been Monday morning quarterback show that Darnold will be your Bears starting quarterback next season. Oh, God, I hope to hell not. I didn't want to see Carson Wentz wearing our beloved uh, Bears blue and orange, and I damn sure don't want to see Sam Darnold. Well, I'd rather take the number two pick and go get Zach Wilson from BYU. Yeah, at, at least start over with, with something new that you can mold into a decent quarterback. Now, you had the chance with Trubisky. I get it. But there were better quarterbacks available when they picked him. So, But this is where I'm going to sell. I am selling the fact that uh, the Bears want to trade up to get into the top ten because I'm going history. This front office has screwed up so many drafts even if the opportunity presents itself by punching him in, punching Pace right in the eye, he's going to say, no, 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 we can do better. We can do better. We can do our number 20 pick, and all the picks we have in rounds two and three will be fine. So I think he's going to screw this one up as well because what has he really done in the draft to show us that he's capable of doing the right thing? Well, I mean, if you look at his drafts, and there was an article in the paper yesterday, maybe on the, in the Trib, he can't draft in the first round. He's gotten lucky a couple times with uh, uh, Roquan Smith. That was a solid pick. But where he, he makes his hay is in the later rounds. So if you're going to trade up into the top 10, let's go there, and give up your 20 and maybe gain a couple of picks further down in the draft, I think you might be better off because he seems to do well. I mean, look at Mooney. It was a fifth-round pick. Jalen Johnson was a second, a second, second round pick. Mm -hmm. Okay, so who should have been really a first round pick at a cornerback? But okay, but if they're going to do that, if they do go up into the top ten, you said it yourself. He screws up first round picks. So if you are going to be fortunate enough to draft and not hurt yourself by doing so, draft to get up into the top ten, stay the hell out of it and let Matt Nagy make his pick. Well, I think that's the whole issue with the with Mitch Trubisky was because he drafted Trubisky when John Fox was there, and John Fox wanted Deshaun Watson to begin with. That's true. And so this is not Matt Nagy's quarterback, so to speak. They always say that it's not his quarterback. It's not who he wanted. 
And so maybe that's true. Maybe what Nagy wants to run, Mitch couldn't handle. Because yeah. you notice when Mitch plays, when they roll him to one side, he only has to read one half of the field, and he played a lot better. I didn't say he played great, but he played a lot better. He was serviceable at that point. He ended up doing what is one of my catchphrases. He didn't suck. Correct. <laughs> Correct. All right, moving on. Okay. Because of the reports, buy or sell, Ross, the Bears never did tender an offer to the Eagles for Car- in the Carson Wentz trade. I'm going to buy that because every report that has been published since the trade happened, the Bears never made an offer. They were kicking the tire, which you got to give them. Yeah, yeah, I would kick the tire to see what he's like. I just think that the fact that he is injury prone, for one. Two, he didn't want to play here in Chicago. He wanted to go play for Frank Reich in Indianapolis. I think the Bears were just kicking tires and talking, but never really made a solid or made any offer to the Eagles, and I think the Eagles played the the Colts against the Bears. Now, did the the Colts give up a ton for the pick, a second and a third with a possible of a first-round pick? It's not a horrible—I mean, they didn't give up a ton. They didn't have to give up a first-round pick for them, but I think the, 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 the Colts got played a little bit by the Eagles. I don't know that the Colts got played. I think the Colts came in low ball because you just alluded to it. The Colts really didn't give up a whole hell of a lot to get Carson Wentz because the Eagles were holding out for two weeks to try to get Matthew Stafford-type trade offers. That was a pipe dream. A huge pipe dream because Carson Wentz on his good day isn't as good as Matt Stafford on a mediocre day, number one. Number two, nobody had that capital for Carson Wentz, who was hurt the last two seasons. Right. So, and with we're talking possible catastrophic injuries that could have ended his career, but fortunately for him, he came back. True. So, so, whatever. All right, moving on. The Chicago Blackhawks have earned points in seven out of their last nine games this month and are just a couple of points out of first place in the Eastern Conference. They're playing some excellent hockey right now, even with a roster without Jonathan Taves, Brent Seabrook, Andrew Shaw, and Connor Murphy. And they've filled in with new young faces. So, buy or sell. Based on what we've seen here in the last four to six weeks, the Blackhawks will win the Central Division and go deep into the playoffs. That's a tough one. Because I, it's it's a tough call because you you don't know what the Blackhawks are going to give you week to week. I'm going to go with sell. I just don't think they have the horses to finish the season strong. You're missing key players. They're they're playing well. The young kids are playing. But have they played a full hockey season yet, an 82-game schedule? Who knows? I think they'll make the playoffs. And I think they'll end up being a 7 or 8 seed. And I think they're going to get bounced in the first round. And not because they're bad or other than that. I think they're just still a young team and don't know how to win right that way. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree as well. I mean, we've seen it before. The Blackhawks go on this spurt of playing good hockey. They garner a whole bunch of points to get back up into the playoff mix. And then as the season starts to wind down, I don't know whether they lose their legs, they lose their minds, whatever. For whatever reason, they end up right there at the bottom. And they only made the playoffs last year during the COVID season because they rearranged the playoff structure. Right. Had they not rearranged that playoff structure, they would have been out of the playoffs again. 
True. They would have been. And I just think if they get in, it's going to be an eight seed, and they're going to get a number one seed. And I just I don't see them. They don't have the horses to, to, to – if you think about a playoff series in hockey, how long and drawn out it can be, mm-hmm. and they don't have the horses to go that long. Well, I agree with the fact that, no, they're not going to win the Central Division. I disagree with your assertion that they're facing an, a possible eight seed. I think they can actually get up higher into the seeding. They are playing excellent hockey. True. I have had the the pleasure of watching the last few few games, with the exception of Friday night when we had football practice. But the one nemesis that they're gonna that they have is the team that's in first place right now, the Florida Panthers, and they're playing very good hockey. And they looked very bad against Florida. Don't take the fact that they're beating up on a hapless Detroit Red Wings team, who I love watching the Blackhawks beat the shit out of because I can't stand the Red Wings or anything, Detroit for that matter. But I think they're playing well enough with this new group. They're starting to feel themselves. They're starting to know where each other are on the ice without really having to look. They're having confidence. I think we're looking at them finishing number two or number three in their division, or in their conference, rather, and they're going to get a higher seat. Okay. I mean, I can see your point. The only issue I see with all that is they don't have that true number one goalie. And I think when it comes to playoffs, you need that true number one goalie. You don't think Lankanen can handle the, the pressure? I don't know. I mean, it's not – you can say what you want to say about you – could, you can say what you want to say about Corey Crawford. But when he was on – He stood on his head. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I don't know if, you, if they have that, that horse that can go – a seven-game series and play seven games and stand on your head seven games to win. Yep. All right, one more here. It is rumored that the state of Illinois has proposed to take over the Waukegan public school system. So, with that knowledge, Ross, buy or sell, the state taking over the Waukegan public schools is a good thing. All right, well, I taking over a school system can be a good thing, and I, I refer back to when the state took over Round Lake. And you look at where Round Lake was and where Round Lake is three years after the state had taken them over. The school district is better. The high school is better. Their academics are better. Their teachers are getting paid better. So, yeah, it, it could be a good thing. However, the other side of that is the bad. And, again, I'll reference another school district. Actually, one to the south of us by three blocks. North Chicago has been taken over by the state. Mm-hmm. They are no better off than when they were before they were taken over. Nothing's changed in that district. Graduation rates at North Chicago prior to the state takeover was at 73%, and that was pretty steady for the prior five years before the state took them over. They're still currently at 73 74%. So nothing's changed there, and they're – so there's the bad part. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. And unfortunately, we're a similar district to that. And so that could be the bad side of that. And as far as the in-between, who knows? I mean, again, it's the good or bad. You don't know what – there's no middle road. It's either going to be successful and we're going to have a better program and a better school district and the students are going to be more successful. Now, we're not talking successful like, you know, Lake Forest or Stevenson or anything like that. But – you're going to get more kids going to school and be more successful in high school. But there, it's, it's either going to be good or bad. There's no middle ground with this. I don't see it. Yeah, I see your points, but 
because of all those intangibles, I am going to take this commodity and I'm going to put it on the shelf before I give my opinion. I want to know a little bit more about what they're planning on doing in this takeover. They could come in and get rid of everybody at Lincoln Center and run the operations of all of Waukegan Public Schools with their people, or they can do it in bits and pieces. I've not seen what their plan is. so Yeah, neither have I. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to go by yourself. Oh, Ross, you know what that sound is. That's the... That sound is our closing bell for today's commodities trading, and that'll end this week's buy or sell. We'll be down on the trading floor again next week to see what knowledge Ross and I can line our pockets with at that time. So, Ross, just a little bit of a a detour here. So far, this podcast business has been a pretty fun escape for us, a release, if you will. I agree. It's It gives us that, that venue, that area that we can sit and talk about things that Maybe other people that we know, maybe not be closely, even the people that we do know that really don't want to care what we have to say or think about. I know certain people that can care less about our opinions about the Cubs, the White Sox, the Blackhawks, the Bears, True or that. about our school district. So, yeah, it's it's a nice nice release to, to be able to discuss things like this. It's Absolutely. like what we did in the office every day. Yeah, and, and you and I talk on a regular basis. We drive in together, you know, to football practices. We have no problem discussing these opinions with each other. True. The fun part is when we can take our opinions and throw them out where everybody can hear and gauge their reactions. Right. And that's what that's the best part is when they respond to what we have to say. Exactly right. And there's nothing better than when we get together and we just start spitting out our brand of stupidity and watching the faces of those that are on us going did he just really say that? <laughs> That's the best part about it all. It is. Well, why not you and I debut another new segment that we've been discussing? We call this little wedge of wisdom social stupidity. This is where we pull out some of the most stupid stories on social media and give it the two dudes with attitudes treatment. This morning, we pulled one that is a doozy. And it has been circulating through cyberspace on all social media outlets for way too long. So, Ross, get this. As seen on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, a grown-ass woman purposely puts Gorilla Glue in her hair solely in order to just quickly stick a fake ponytail to her real hair before going out. When she later comes home, she can't get the ponytail off of her head. She understandably freaks out. And instead of going to the emergency room or, I don't know, a licensed hairdresser that or would something be, like that. That would be the first thing I'd do. You think? No. She takes to TikTok and Facebook Live and solicits the advice of the public. Are you freaking kidding me? Well, as you can imagine, all sorts of advice was given. Some good, mostly just pure-ass stupid. But she tried a few of the suggestions and with no luck. Shocker of all shocker. And then all the while she was doing this, she was filming each attempt on social media. Well, this eventually garnered an offer from a hairdresser that she could, for free, get the ponytail off of her head with a combination of different treatments. Well, this brain surgeon took her up on her offer, and not only, and not to anyone with a modicum of common sense and surprise, this person did get the fake hair off of her head after a three-hour treatment. But her hair was extremely damaged to karmatic levels. 
but that's wait, a big word. There's more. I do have big words in my vocabulary. I, I, I did go to college. So many people were so sympathetic to this nut job situation that a GoFundMe page was set up for her benefit. As of today's taping, over $22,000 has been raised for her. So not only does this rocket scientist broadcast to the world that she is an idiot by putting super glue in her hair, but the snowflakes and lemmings of the social media world rally to her defense and raise money to support her brand of mega stupidity. I mean, Ross, what in the holy hell has become of our society? Uh, I, I don't have an answer. I do actually have an answer. It goes back to the office and the poster that I have up on my wall. It can't be fixed. It's forever. <laughs> That's right. The poster he is referring to is, you can't fix stupid. All right, Ross, there is our introduction to our new segment, Social Stupidity. As always, if any of you listening to our show or specifically this particular segment has an opinion on this particular topic, we would love to share that opinion on the air in future shows. So go to our Facebook page, Two Dudes with Attitudes, Guilty by Association, or our Facebook fan page by the same name. And if it's funny enough, we'll put you on the air. Well, Ross and I are going to pause here because our contract states that we are entitled to at least one beer and nacho break per show, and we'd feel it disrespectful to not honor that portion of our agreements, seeing as they work so tirelessly in drafting it. So as we handle our business, go handle yours and be back for more in two minutes. This is Two Dudes with Attitudes, Guilty by Association. I'm lucky. Let me help you with that. I get to do something I love. It has nothing to do with touchdowns or titles. Everybody bring it in. I get to play a part in the life of someone just starting out. How many of you think homework is just as important as teamwork? I help keep kids in school. Good. And that's the name of the game. My name is LaDainian Thomason. I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Really Stinky Breath Breather Outer. Mr. Really Stinky Breath Breather Outer. Though we'd never tell you to your face, you've got the breath that can stop a charging elephant. Show us some mercy. We want to hear what you have to say. We just want you to say it from way over there. Keep on going. What was it you had for lunch? A dead rat? A rotten egg? A turd sandwich? Nasty turd sandwich. Whatever it was, it just singed off my eyelashes. Oh. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light barnacle breath because you put the hell in halitosis. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. It may seem intimidating, but really, it's one of the easiest things you can ever do. I've been practicing. Good. You're gonna need it. You don't have to change your life to change his. Become a big brother. Go to bigbrothersbigsisters.org.
And welcome back to the worldwide broadcast of the locally popular podcast, Two Dudes with Attitudes, Guilty by Association. Again, I'm your host, Tom Whipple, sitting in studio with a belly full of nachos and an 8.5% IPA, my co-host and partner in childishness, Ross Badowski. Hi, everybody. Ross, while you wipe the melted cheese off of your chin, I'll cue our audience to ready themselves for a growing favorite on our show, a segment we call Ross's Rant. This is a part of the show where I pick a topic that is the bane of Ross's existence, wrap it around a stick, and poke him through the bars of his cage with it to get him all fired up. So, Ross, how do you feel about summer boat renters? Where do you want me to begin? At the beginning. Okay, we'll start there. (laughs) Well, you know, you never really, you know, being a boater as long as I have, and same thing with you, you really don't pay attention to them too much when you're on the water because you're doing stuff, you're involved with the people on your boat, you're driving it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I know no one cares. However, because of the lovely pandemic that we have been living through since last year and are still currently in, you notice them more because that might have been the only activity anybody could have done is to go out on the water, either rent a boat or be a new boater. These people have no clue what the hell they're doing. (laughs) Do tell. They just, they go, you know, we have our no-wake zones. We have our certain areas. They they get too close to you. They go flying through no-wake zones. They get too close to your skier or... In some cases, because of my grandkids like to go to the sandbar and anchor and swim in the water over there, they get too close to those boats too. And then when they rent a boat, they rent a boat with like 50 people on the damn boat. And they're all drunk and stupid and can't drive a boat. They need to do something better about how these renters get a boat. I, I, I don't know. They don't give them a, license, a, a crash course on how everything is. They should give them a map. They give them the keys, run their credit card, have a nice day. Make sure you have gas in it when you get back. So, and I, I just based on what last summer was like out on the water, I think it's going to be the same this year on the water. So that's what that's my rant for the day. And the reason I brought this up is as I look out on the window at two feet of snow and a an approaching football game in less than a month, trying to figure out where we're going to go and how we're going to play. The lovely summer thoughts creeped into my head, and the the idea of an idiot summer boat renter. And the other thing that gave me the idea was the movie Summer Rental with John ah, Candy. Good one. John I know, Candy. I know how he was and how he rented his place and what people thought of him. So it kind of gave me the idea of like, God, I hate these people. I, wa- I want them to crash and drown. <laughs> well, that's another Ross rant for the week. The one topic that really gets his goat, fries his bean, busts his nut, whatever you want to call it. That gets Ross all fired up. And this week... I'm with them because I'm a boater. I've taken the Coast Guard course. I do the right thing. So I agree with Ross. These these, uh, summer boat renters, they are a clueless lot. Ross, our final segment of the show is coming up. And this is one that uh, we got a lot of comments on last week. They want to hear what we have to say about local restaurants. And this segment is called Grub Guide. Again, Ross and I are going to pick a local eatery, and we are going to give them the Tom and Ross Two Dudes with Attitudes Guilty by Association treatment. It's not necessarily a bad thing, 
but it might not necessarily be a good thing either. True. It couldn't be a good thing either. All right, Ross, I'm going to go ahead and give this one to you. Your Grub Guide highlight is? Lucky Burger and Grill in Mondelein, Illinois. Now, I know you're thinking, it's another burger place. Let me tell you. First of all, let me preface this. Last year, roughly about last year, a little maybe longer than that, the Tribune did a, an extensive research project on who has the best fries in the Chicagoland area. Now, honestly, I wish I could have been part of that trial. That would have been fun. But in their end result, Lucky Burger, out of Mondelein, came in 20 out of all of them. So their fries are top-notch in the, in the Chicagoland area. Mm -hmm. It's worth that. They're hand-cut fries, so they're good. Now, their burgers that they, they give you, and I have a menu right in front of me, as a matter of fact. Ooh, what, what do they got? All right, so they have, and you know where I'm coming from because you've been there with I've me. I've been there, and I am salivating thinking about it already. Keep well, going. They have about a dozen different burgers. They're all half-pound burgers on a nice little brioche bun, which is the only way to put a burger on. And the piece de resistance, and I got that word out right, the lucky attack. Burger stuffed between two grilled cheese sandwiches with ketchup, onion, tomato, and mayo. That, there you does go. Does that come with a heart defibrillator? Well, my <laughs> son, when he has that one, complains that he has the meat sweats after he eats that one. Well, who wouldn't? I think I about agree. that. I don't know. I not only do you get the meat sweats, but twenty four hours later you can't get it out the other end because you just chug down two grilled cheese sandwiches, so your stuff's all bound up. <laughs> but usually a burger like that. Is well worth the effort. Oh, yeah. It tastes great going down, but, man, it sounds to me like you're going to be suffering like a bitch when you're done with it. Yeah, but, see, that's my my, my, my grub guide. I think that place, it's a small little place, but it's great. And like I said, you've been there with me, and it's worth the trip. Hey, good call on that one. I'm going to stay on the good side as well. I know I kind of lambasted a, a, a joint last week. This week, it's on the good side, and it's Roost 59 in Lake Villa. Famous for the 99-cent hot dogs on Sunday. 99-cent hot dog on Sundays, but the disclaimer is on Sundays, they only take cash. So but for 99 cents, if you don't have a buck eight in your pocket, then something's <laughs> wrong with you. Exactly. So this is a great little sandwich shop on Route 59 across from the Firehouse in Lake Villa. Debbie and I go there a lot, and they have quite the extensive menu. And it's not only sandwiches. They have fried chicken. They have other fried delicacies that they do up for you. They have a long list of different salads, but their sandwiches are phenomenal. They have this thing called, this, their, this is their signature, the Roost Pork Sandwich. Now, to those of us on the outside looking in, reading the menu for the first time, you think it says, oh, okay, that's just a play on words. It should be a roast pork sandwich. Okay, yeah, I thought the same thing. It is... But it's a specially marinated piece of pork that they end up putting on between uh, either a bun or, or Texas toast, depending on your preference. Which would be Texas toast. Texas toast is my first choice. But I got to tell you, I had one maybe two years ago. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Now, I'm not a huge fan of a slab of meat in between two pieces of bread. Because it can get kind of chewy. Well, that would be like a burger, too. It's a slab of meat. Between well, it isn't, isn't. It's, it's put together so when you take a bite of it, it separates okay. easily. It, it, it's not like putting a pork chop on a piece of on, a, on two pieces of bread. Minor technicality here in Which, my world. in other joints that I've been to throughout my life, I've had 
roast pork sandwiches at Typically, that's what it is, a, a thin piece of boneless pork chop between a brioche bun, which I'm not a fan of. But this thing was so tender. It was tasteful. It was awesome. Now, I haven't had it since because my go-to there is their Philly steak and cheese. It is awesome. I've never had it there. I've been there, too. So That's true. And their Italian beef was awesome as well. Yeah, we've always went there for the 99-cent hot dog on Sundays because that was... Um, our trip on the way home after yep. boating all day, the and grandson. It's a cheap meal. Well, yeah, because I got to feed everybody because everybody wants grandpa to pay for everything. Of course. Of course. Uh, the grandson, the older one, Carter, loves the place. That's his favorite hot dog joint. So we'd stop there on the way home. They'd meet us there and we'd go get hot dogs. So, yeah. and But then we've been there together other days and I've had stuff there too. And yeah, their mm-hmm. food's good too. I agree with that one too. I'm on your side on that one. So, Along with their extensive menu, they have one other thing that Debbie and I have used on a couple of occasions. They also cater. They do. They cater. We Debbie likes to entertain at the house every once in a while. And most times, you know, she'll spend two days cooking stuff up for the people that are coming over. But on those times that she just wasn't feeling it, she wanted to get the food from someplace else. We got it from Roost 59, and I got to tell you, their fried chicken is out freaking standing. That was my question. What do they have for their catering? So they obviously have fried chicken and they can get, you Italian get the, beef. Got the Italian beef trays, the fried chicken. Do like a pan of Italian sausages with the bread oh, yeah. they and, got and all, peppers. They, they and, got all that. And pretty much anything that you see on the menu, they can put in a pan to cater to make your own sandwich. So it's better. It's a better, It's a higher quality Brown's chicken, is what you're saying. Their catering menu, way higher quality. Okay, good. Way higher quality. So awesome place. Check it out. So if you're looking for a great little food joint on a night that you don't feel like cooking and you're within, I'd say maybe a 20, 25 minute radius. Yeah, I'd say that. Of, of Lake Villa, check these guys out. They get the guilty by association two thumbs up and ask for Rudy and tell him you heard about them on our show, Two Dudes with Attitudes, guilty by association. Well, Ross, that's going to wrap it up for our show today. Uh, this We had a lot to talk about and uh, glad we were able to get it all out there so everybody can enjoy. So one thing we got to do is we will always do every week our final thoughts as we leave this week's episode. All right, so my final thought for the weekend is we covered a lot of ground today. I think we covered important topics today. I agree. Like venues of where we want to go visit, who we want to talk to that's dead. Um, Those are important things that need to be covered. And I hope that we enlightened everybody at the end of the show when they're done listening to us and hope that they would actually come in and contribute to the show with their ideas because we're always open ideas and we will cover just about any topic that anybody asks us to. That is true. My final thought is going to be expounding on that thought of yours, Ross. Along with our show being on our Facebook page, you can now find us on the following podcast platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Breaker. So we're picking up speed. Nice. Yeah, we are a runaway clown car. Pretty much a clown car is exactly it. We're getting popular. If the 21 people who listened last week is any indication, come on, people, 21 people, really? That's all we get is 21 people. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell go, your enemies. Go on, you know, click the link on Facebook and listen to the show. 
Go on any one of the supporters that we just mentioned, specifically Google Podcasts. It's easy to find us on Google Podcasts. All you have to do is type in Two Dudes with Attitudes in the search, and we're the only show that's going to pop up in your search finder. So it's real easy to find. So spread the word because we want to get this popularity growing. And also, don't forget to visit our Two Dudes with Attitudes Guilty by Association Facebook page and fan page by the same name. Drop us a message and let us know how you like us or even if you have a suggestion or question like Ross alluded to. So that's a wrap for show number two. Ross and I are now off to football practice indoors because of this bullshit weather. But we're glad that you tuned in and we'll come to your homes and offices again next week. So ciao for now, y'all. Thank you for listening to Two Dudes with Attitude, Guilty by Association. Hosted by Tom Whipple and Ross Podowski. Two Dudes with Attitude has been presented by Chick-fil-A. We didn't invent the chicken, just a chicken sandwich. Stacy Ellison and the Main Street Real Estate Group. Whether it's your first, weekend, or forever address, let Stacy Ellison help put you into your dream home. Roost 59 Chicago Style Grill, home of the famous Roost Burger, serving the best fast food in Lake County. Come see us at our Roost 59 location in Lake Villa. And by Stretchworks Flexibility and Mobility Center, stretching redefined. Visit our website for a list of what Mark Newman and his staff of highly qualified and certified professional trainers can do to enhance your prevention, recovery, and performance training. Skipper Buds, with locations at Antioch Secoid Harbor, Volo, and at North Point in Winthrop Harbor, serving local boaters' needs since 1959. Buy How About Learning Tutoring Center, award-winning tutoring services ranging from early elementary to high school education, along with ACT slash SAT test preparations. Blimpy Restaurant and Sub Shop. You can't disguise the size. We've been America's sub shop since 1964. Granny's Lakeside Diner on the shore of Spring Lakes Marina in Antioch, serving the best breakfast and lunch with the freshest ingredients for over 50 years. Buy GameDayMagazine.com, coming soon to Northern Illinois, broadcasting and reporting local high school sports online worldwide since 2001. And buy Chico's Bail Bonds, when you're behind bars, we're your key to a quick release. Don't forget to like the Two Dudes Facebook page and join the fan page so you can message and interact with the show. Two Dudes with Attitude Guilty by Association is a T&R production, all rights reserved.